Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. Well, we've all had quite a year, haven't we? Here we are almost to the end of March, and now we're being told we're in the third wave of COVID-19, well, at least here in Ontario, Canada. If you look at the social statistics on the impact of COVID-19, you'll find that 40% of people say that the last year has had a negative impact on their mental well-being. Now, that's a worldwide percentage, but in Canada, apparently it's higher than that, up to 50%. Poor mental health is attributed to schools being closed, parents having to homeschool their children, job losses, businesses not being allowed to be opened, etc. These events have led to anxiety and depressive disorders, substance abuse and an increase in suicidal thoughts and the increase in the completion of suicide. I read an article the other day that said that the pandemic has disproportionately affected the health of communities of color. Non-Hispanic black adults, 48%, and Hispanic or Latino adults, 46%, are more likely to report symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder than non-Hispanic white adults at 41%, which to me isn't a huge spread, but it's significant enough to be concerned. Essential workers continue to face a number of challenges including greater risk of contracting COVID-19 than other people. They're more likely to report symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder, an increase in substance abuse and suicidal thoughts. Now, personally, I don't hear the media talking a whole lot about the effects that the steps being taken to curb this pandemic have had on society as much as reporting on the pandemic itself. I mean, every time you turn on the news, you hear the statistics of new cases, how many have died, a new strain that's worse than the first strain. But I don't hear anyone talking about how it's affecting people emotionally. And it seems to me that the emotional effect is having a greater impact and toll on society than the virus itself. And maybe society isn't talking about it because, to be honest, there isn't a quick fix to a path of emotional healing. There isn't any vaccine you can take or pill to swallow. Some people will say, with all sincerity, well, we just need to accept Jesus as though that's some kind of magic pill that will cure all. The fact is that we're still flesh-bound creatures. Even Jesus said in Matthew 26, 41, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And the apostle Paul struggled with the flesh when he talked about how it stubbornly resisted the desires of his will and mind to follow God. You can read that in Romans chapter 7. But I will say that following God is the first step to emotional healing. Psalm 23, verse 3 says, He restores my soul. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 tells us that part of the reason for Jesus coming to this earth was to heal the brokenhearted. But we also need to to remember that healing is a process. It involves 
moment-by-moment choices to trust and obey the Lord. Every day, we have to choose healthy interactions with other people, for example. First, people, first Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 exhorts us, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. Also, we should choose healthy thinking based on the truth of the scriptures. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9 say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is whole, lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Wow, those are powerful words that everyone should memorize. And then also, I think we can choose healthy activities that will benefit our bodies. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Those are just a few of the good choices we need to make every day to maintain good mental health. But let me give you a few other practices practical things that you can do to find emotional healing. Number one, you can meditate on God's word. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 22 says about the word of God that they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 tells us, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. One of the first things, uh, unfortunately, that fly out the window when people are mentally stressed is spending time in God's word. It ought to be the first thing we do more of. I know that when our our son died in 2017, I couldn't think straight for several months. But what the one thing I do every day is to read from the Bible. There were some days that I would forget what I read two minutes after I read it, but I stuck with it every day. There are people today rushing out to get the vaccine as quick as they can, not even understanding what it'll do to their body, but somebody told them to get it, and so they do. I wonder how many people are rushing to turn to the word of God the same way, even when they can't see or feel what it does to them when they take it in, but just that God said to do it. You see, it's a faith journey that will actually produce results. The second thing you can do is to take control of your thoughts. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. In other words, allow the spirit to take control of your thoughts. And it's in the spirit that we can take captive of every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Number three, you can refuse to fall into the traps of the flesh and to keep you in prison of poor mental health. Romans chapter 6 and verse 6 tells us, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. You see, our sinful flesh was crucified with Christ. We don't have to let it control us any anymore. But now we can submit to Christ and let the Holy Spirit give us freedom. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 tells us that we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Number four, I'd like to suggest that you get into a Bible-teaching local church. That's where you will find community and support and where the teaching of the word will give you good solid footing. I know that it's hard during all these lockdowns to find a church, but churches are like any other business and they're allowed to to have a certain capacity on Sundays and they have to follow all the protocols and the, the majority do. Don't let the few renegades keep you from attending a church. It's also a place where you can use your God-given spiritual gifts to bless others. And by serving others, you'll be thinking less of yourself, which is a good, healthy mental practice. Well, I hope I've given you some things to consider today as you deal with your mental well-being. The bottom line is to draw close to the Lord during difficult times. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of kindness selflessness, truth, trustworthiness, and he delights in producing these qualities in us. When we're indwelt by the Spirit, it brings him joy to turn us around and make us the kind of people who can trust and be trusted by others, resulting in better relationships and a better well-being in ourselves. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join me again next week. And remember to be a blessing to somebody else by passing this podcast along to them.